two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Podcast, thank you for joining us. What are we like, week thank 12 you. or thank something? You. Like I that? have no idea, whatever. Right but thank you for coming back. This is Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. I am the Bose High, and I'm with my tag team partner as always, CT aka Chitty Bang, aka Chitty Bang. I'm and about to take this shot of fireball to get the show started. Shot of fireball, get the show started. As you take your light and you and you light that joint, I'm gonna take a shot of fireball. And now, before we get started, uh, we want to tell you guys that you can follow us on Twitter um, at RWPodcast1. You can also follow us on Instagram. Make sure you do follow us on Instagram. We have uh, some exclusive We have some exclusive content from the May Young Classic, too, that we attended. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we have that same name on SoundCloud and on YouTube and on Facebook. So the Reason Wrestling Podcast, look us up, search us. You can probably find us on all your social media platforms. Um, with that out the way, let's go in um, and kind of discuss the week that was. We are recording after day two on a Thursday night. Right after the May Young right Classic. Right after the May Classic. Um, and uh, we're going to do as much as as much as we can to make sure that this show doesn't have as much added as we need, so we can get it out to you as quick as possible. Um, so, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and go into the week that was. The week that was started so shitty. Okay, <laughs> it started shitty because it started with Monday Night Raw. I've been watching Monday Night Raw for 25 years now, obviously, uh-huh. and this may have been one of the worst shows that I tried to lay my eyes on, because I, uh-huh. I was so in and out of the show, I didn't care about Brock being on the show, or Lesnar being on the show, or Ronda Rousey being on the show. Everything from last week was residual into this week, and residuals... Suck unless it's pussy and money. It was a drag. I'm not gonna front, but my high spot is on raw. 
So, and with that being said, his high spot was on Raw. We're going to let him kick the show off and tell us what on that godforsaken show <laughs> was so good that you would name the that you would give it our prestige title of high spot. Um, the high spot of the week, honestly, has to go to Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's performance was fucking incredible, man, and I think it adds layers to. His character, Brock's character. Oh, good listen, 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 put it that way, put it this way. Brock is such, um, uh, they call him a beast. He's literally an uncontrollable beast, you know? And the only thing that, only piece of humanity this guy had was his friendship with Paul Heyman. His piece of humanity was, um, and that's only the person that could rein him in in any way. So to see Brock, you know, um, you know, treat Paul Heyman the way he did the prior week, uh, was interesting. It was and it was just this careless, ruthless savage. And I think it's working. That's what more than anything. It's the reason why I like it because I think it's working. I think people are actually pissed off at Brock as he should be because he's the heel. I think that people <laughs> are buying him as the heel, and people are actually cheering Roman. They want to see Roman fight him, even though, even though people didn't want to see this match. Let's say three weeks ago. Now people are like, you know what? I don't. I want to see what Roman can do against Brock again for the fourth time. Some people who were just shitting on this match before now are saying, oh, they found me, gave me a reason to like want to watch it. Um, and it's all because of Paul Heyman, honestly. His performance, he looked completely disheveled, completely unkept, and eyes were red. Um, it was a great, great promo. And, you know, Ray, Renee Young acting like a real interviewer, asking really, que- really hard questions. And I think it was a great segment. Produced, written. It all worked for me. Did you, you saw it, right? If you saw one Paul Heyman promo to Hyper Brock Lesnar few in the past five years, you've seen them all. It, well, this is nothing like his promos, though. If you haven't, I mean, this is nothing like because he's legitimately crying. He's broken. He he's he's not got heard from Brock. This is not a, it's the whole reason why it's my high spot is because it's not like Paul Heyman. He's not acting like Paul Heyman. He's completely dejected. Now, I, I I did see the segment that we're speaking of, and his face has been made into memes and, <laughs> and stuff like that. So, Paul has been making his rounds uh, in the past couple of days. But with that pro- with that promo, to be honest, um, it, it didn't add anything to a feud that I already didn't give a fuck about. Uh-huh. Like I don't care about the personal attachment of Paul and Brock. Um, I don't care about you know Brock is the most violent you've ever seen him, and uh-huh. I've never seen this angry beast before. It's literally almost the same promo. I hear you. He gave, but it's in a different mood. It's a different tone, and it's a different gear for Paul. I feel so you. But I, we, I, I appreciate we fil- that we filmed together yeah. before. And when we get those different moods and different tones, we do that in one day of shooting to like a certain feel of what we want for that particular moment. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, let me get a few shots and a few yeah. moves of that. But we the, don't the content do was the same. Yes. Yeah. We don't do it for a year <laughs> or years. Like Paul, Paul works so hard to get Brock. Like, granted. Like, it worked though. I, I, Maybe listen, not for you, but I think I think that I, the general consensus listen, is that I, I completely understand the yeah. general. Cons- and I'm I'm one of the ones that are I, I'm just tired of the feud. I hear you. It has no legs for me. 
As you um, should be, honestly. And and like I said, we're wasting a Paul performance on a f- like. Just for just okay. It's been announced that, and I'm I'm a jump ahead, and my high spot is Alistair Black getting injured. I'm sorry. Oh. But it fulfills my prophecy of <laughs> Johnny and Champa at Brooklyn for the title to end the feud. I literally said that was the ideal thing to do. Okay. They almost didn't want to do it because you had to put Alistair in it, and it fell into their laps anyway. Did he really get injured? He's like he's legit. Has he's gonna be out more than nine weeks? Oh, oh shit! By the okay, we'll talk about that too later. But I mean, jump around. You want to jump around? Fuck, Fuck it! it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those shows that uh, they did an exclusive on WWE.com with Alistair being hurt. And there, yeah, it's the clue. Yeah, I'll say it's yo, just like who's playing clue. Yo, that was produced. That was my best produced thing all yeah. week. Yeah, that they're in the back lot of full sale. You're seeing all different types of characters. You're like, who didn't done it? You see Champa walking away with the title. You see, we know who done it. Though, we found out already. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter is an amazing place. It is what a fascinating fuck? place. And uh, yeah, Ricochet? no, okay. No, it's. Uh, do you want me to tell you? Uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I don't know, man. I don't want. I don't want spoilers, but I kind of do. Alistair, man. Um, who could he go into a feud with? Honestly, the guy that he broke his jaw. Oh, fucking Lars Sullivan. Shit, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. But it's, it's, But the. But again, I don't care about. Uh, I don't care about spoilers per se, mm-hmm. as long as. The story is told correctly. Mm-hmm. So with Brock and Roman to tie everything together, mm-hmm. you don't know how it's going to end, which is good. Mm-hmm. But you, but this, the way the story is being told is completely yeah. taking you out with with what we found. And again, I hear your point. I, th- I think the my high spot was his performance because of the way he performed it. Because if my whole thing is, if they're gonna go with this program. You're going to have to try your best to do something different to make this compelling. And Adelaide, only problem I have with it is that it's diminishing Roman a little bit. Like, I don't give, like... It's, it's not like, diminishing Roman. It's literally diminishing the rest of the roster. So, peep this. Why are we getting Rollins and Dolph for six straight weeks? Because Rollins can't step up. That's what I was saying he can't, a, like a couple months ago. He can't, he can't he can't move up. And that is the the roster stagnant. Brock is not some heel. He's a he's he's a he's a again, no one's mad at you getting your money, bro. I you're mm-hmm. a mercenary, get your bread, hold them accountable for everything that you want, but you're also a businessman for the business. Uh-huh. So you kind of got to know that your name is cachet. It draws. You don't need the title. Drop the title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But do you think he's he's not the one calling the shots? Like, you know, Vince wants it on him for a reason. Vince kept it at, on him at WrestleMania for a reason. I'm not sure what the reason was. I'm not sure if it's as petty as, oh, we want him to go and, you know, eclipse, you know, CM Punk's reign. I don't think that's what it was. I just don't know what the reason is why he kept it on Brock. I've been saying that he should have dropped it to Roman on WrestleMania since, and I think Raw would have been a lot better for it in the in the interim time. But um, yeah, I I I hear I feel you. You know, Raw is stagnant because Brock has a belt, and I think the angle 
does hurt the brand a little bit by them him not giving a fuck, you know? But if I'm going to go for this whole week and say one thing that my that, that the production, the storyline telling, if they're in this mode right, right now already, if they're going to be going with it, then I think that they did produce a very, very, very good segment with Paul Heyman. And um, it does add a layer because people are now wondering, oh, and they added a little bit on WWE.com. It's exclusive with Roman, like Paul Heyman kind of hinting like, um, you know, Brock is not going to lose unless, and then he just walks out. So Fernay's like, yeah, what? Like, unless what? Like, what's, unless Brock does what? You know, like or Roman does what? And he just walks off. So it's giving us like a little bit of, um, it's just, you know, you know, Paul Heyman's a troll. And it's exactly what the internet needs, exactly what fans need is that little bit of, like, skepticism of, like, what's going to happen? Like, maybe he's going to have a new Paul Heyman guy. Maybe Roman will turn heel and he'll be a Paul Heyman guy. Maybe he'll pick somebody else and they'll come in. Maybe Kevin Owens will make uh, an appearance with the Money in the Bank or Braun Strowman. And maybe Braun Strowman will be his um, Paul Heyman guy. Everybody's talking about um, that promo. Everybody's talking about what possibly could could happen um, at SummerSlam. And... It did its job. It people want to see SummerSlam match more than they did before the program pro, pro, promo. So hats I mean, off to, if that, <clears throat> that's all the If that is, if that's it, if that's where we're at, if yeah. that is kind of the mindset and the mood of them of just like, hey, let's just get people more excited than they were last week. Uh-huh. Then kudos. Yeah, they did it for one of the two people at the table. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got you. So they. Yeah. I mean, fifty yeah. percent is not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. 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 So don't get me wrong. I'm completely, I'm completely aware that we should not be having this match at SummerSlam. Like I'm completely aware, but I'm gonna judge them for where we are right but now. But this card is really like not shaping up. I'm the only thing that's really it's not making a SummerSlam me, card. The thing that's making me so mad that like because the SummerSlam card is so underwhelming to me. But NXT Brooklyn makes me just want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, NXT I, like Brooklyn is where it's at. Brooklyn. Oh my it's gonna be so goodness! Good. So my high spot, um, and it's kind of like unfortunate, and I'll probably be a, a, a good guy and get two high spots. But legit, like my high spot just came to me. This you know, uh, uh, I knew Alistair was hurt early this week or last week, I believe too, as well. But they thought he was just gonna be able to make it. For the mm-hmm. the program, um, by them not by him being injured, unfortunately, and um, um, funny story that I don't know if it's true or not, but um, it's been rumored that kind of the same thing of Hideo Atami getting okay. injured. Uh, he did was they gonna, ever figure out who t- jumped him? It didn't matter. I think they were going to go with Finn. Finn was oh. going to turn. I think that's what I was getting to. Like they, they Finn was going to turn heel. On Hideo to put Hideo over. Okay. But Hideo got hurt, which just kept Finn in the spot. Yeah, and then he which, face, which made him... Traject, right. Yeah, because so, he won that in Japan so I against ca- Kevin Owens. Yeah, and Kevin Where that's was, supposed to be Hideo. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think that um, this is kind of the same marking. I, I don't think Alistair and Hideo will be the same caliber of how they recover, but I think it gives us what we want. Like, we want, like, having a triple threat would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But having this one-on-one, last man standing, 
end all be all for the title, Ciampa and Gargano. Don't get me wrong, like I am, I got, I'm, a, I'm super excited to no, see you're this not. match. Yeah. No, I don't. Don't get. I love Tommaso and Gargano. It was my. They have they've had like about three of my top six matches of the year. You know, so this they're, is going to be awesome. match three. <clears throat> you know, they. This is going to be match three. This is going to be okay. Well, it, this probably is going to be three. This is Tommaso and Ciampa three at Takeover four. Two men, one title. I just freestyled that. <laughs> WWE put me on. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, Alistair, you know, I think um, would have broken up the monotony, and I would have held off on this a little bit later. And I uh, had them. There's no monotony. How do you hold off what? There's no way you're holding off Johnny camping off any moment for eight more months for a WrestleMania moment in New York. That's not happening. Or maybe the next takeover. Fuck it. The next takeover is not big enough. For Johnny? I think they... Nigga, they've been telling the story 18 months. They're going to have it at a takeover Survivor Series, nigga? No. I mean, is it that... Is the venue that big of a deal? Yes, the yes. Take Brooklyn is a thing. I my know, nigga. I know, and I, I know. Ideally, that's where you would want it. But I thought the Alistair thing would would have. Um, I'm curious to see that match, though. I'm still curious to see that match. But I'm super okay with Jeff no. Johnny so no, you're, you're super I okay. Am, like get the fuck I'm out of here. Super okay that. with like, yeah. I, completely. Um, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. A monotony. <clears throat> like it's Johnny Gargano for the for the title. For the title. One was for, oh, you fucked it up for me. The other one was like, all right, nigga, let's, let's, come on, let's, let's go ahead and get this out the way. Chicago. Uh-huh. The, and then this is it. This is, Johnny has to win. It's the combination. He's, he's 0-2. Like, if the triple threat match, the Johnny's not, Johnny won at New Orleans. He's, they're 1-1 one one right now. Johnny won in New Orleans. Maso won at uh, Chicago Street Fight. Johnny, remember he had the, the crutch and he was like, you know, about to hit him and he stopped. That he is true. Got to escape. Yeah. Shit, I was there. Yeah, you were there. I wasn't. And I wish I was. Damn. Um, he tapped him out to the, with the knee. That was right with mm-hmm. the with the with the brace. With the brace. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. So perfect. Yeah. So I damn one. One, <laughs> the rubber matches for the title. Okay. Get Alistair Black the fuck up out of here, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I would say you know, you know, unfortunately, you know, figuring, you know, I, I never do want to see a performer get hurt. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. You know, this obviously is their livelihoods, how they make their money, but. If something could have tragically happened to make something so beautiful, it is Alistair Nigga, Black. You made it your high spot. <laughs> Yo, Alistair Black getting hurt is my high spot of the week. Yo, it's the best thing that ever happened. Well, <laughs> honestly, honestly, that was that was me to segue into what was really my high spot. And we were there, mm-hmm. SmackDown Live, Tuesday night, Air Orlando, Amway Center. Main event, half hour match, uh-huh. New Day first the bar. It, it was, was crazy. It was really good. I was as, a, the, as you know the bar New Day always. I was at the edge of my seat. I didn't the 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 finish kind of threw me for a loop. Uh-huh. I I really didn't want to see 
I root for everyone black, for sure. But to see New Day um, against Bludgeon Brothers again, I know the story is they can be a five-time tag team champion. Um, three ain't enough. They need three, five. They need five. Yeah. Um, so that's great. But to have Bludgeon Brothers versus the bar with that physicality, it just would have it would have gave me AOP um, uh-huh. sanity vibes yeah. from Brooklyn last year. If All we're right. talking about you know, yeah, you know, I think that Bludgeon Brothers versus um, the bar. We talked about it on a couple episodes. I want to see that too. Honestly, I thought that it's a would have been a really stiff match that. I don't know who I would be rooting for because I like both teams, but I wanted to see two guys just beat the sh- four guys. I mean, sorry, beat the shit out of each other in a tag team match, um, and I think they could have some chemistry that um, we might not off the bat see. You know, I think that these four teams they could all work. You know, if all four men could work, so I was looking forward to that. But we get a new day, you know, and I'm never gonna be um, upset with New Day getting a shot at title. I'm not gonna be upset with New Day. Because they've put, they've put so much tenure into their tag team and there's so much time into it. And for SummerSlam to be that moment where they're back on the top of the scene, I'm not going to complain. Um, and they always, they always finds a way to make the matches entertaining. So I'm never, I'm, I think that's cool for a high spot. We were there, um, you know, it was really... Uh... <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho 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 Ohio Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Uh, dope. It was really dope. The match just kept us on our seats. I was excited. You were excited. Um, the crowd was excited. And I, just, I didn't expect the ending. I didn't expect it, so I thought the bar was going to win. But, um, hey, New Day's won. No, New Day won. I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay. good. Yeah. Uh, so you want to go to the best rent now? However we want structure. Um, Let's just yeah. go with the best rent. My yeah. best rent of the week was uh, Becky Lynch. I think that her segment with Charlotte and SmackDown was really dope. <clears throat> um, for, 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 for reasons that were... Let's say, because uh, you know we all like continuity. Continuity. Um, so, co- going off of last week, because even though real continuity, they would be talking about their feud they had, you know, but they're not doing that. They're best friends now. All right, boom. That Becky Lynch promo with uh, Charlotte, to me, it was very uneasy and awkward at first, as it should be. And Becky kept it real. She's like, you know, um, I want to root for you. I want. I want you. You know, I never want to root against my best friend, but I wanted that one-on-one match at SummerSlam, and now I'm not going to have it. And then we hear Charlotte talking about how she's competitive. She didn't mean to ruin it, but she's competitive, and she had to win. Um, that right there alone plays um, says it all for them, too. So everybody looks at Charlotte as a notch above the rest in WWE. So that right there, of course, Becky Lynch is going to be um, worried about her entering a match where she has... 
a chance to become SmackDown Live Women's Champion. So um, I'm not sure if we're going to get a turn, per se. I know a lot of people are talking about that, but they're definitely teasing some dissension and awkwardness between them. And then you get Charlotte in the match getting the win victory over the Iconics. And Becky, uh, she tags, Charlotte tags herself in and gets the victory easy. And, uh, you know, Becky's sitting there like, okay, yeah, we won, but not super, too super excited. I think they're, they're writing layers in and adding layers to this character, Becky Lynch. So we know, so when we, you know, she does turn, we have reasons. Or if she doesn't turn, uh, I think, because I was telling you before, I don't think that they have to turn Becky Lynch completely. I think she can just be somebody who's com- competitive with Charlotte and be like, hey, I'm not going to take a back seat, you know, and for whatever you think you are as good as you are, I have always been just as good, and I'm here to prove it. So I think that's good enough of a character development, but that's my best friend of the week. <coughs> well, it's, it was a good segment. We um, and took a shot at um, Bailey and Sasha, by the way. Because of how that's written so poorly. Um, I out of the two stories of the four horsewomen, surprisingly, Charlotte and Becky have been written more f- uh, with fluidity uh-huh. because they're the two better workers. Um, and I would say that, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, they're just the two better professionals. Like you know, I I will I how so? Because I, I think that Sasha's a great worker. I think Sasha's better. She's not better than Becky. She's not better than Charlotte. Okay. And that's just point blank. Period. The 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 character maybe the character like boss time a legit boss and that may be over and like you know what I mean like but if you want to talk about pure workers in the business or workers period I would like to say that Becky and Charlotte is that nudge over I would, Sasha and Bailey. I wouldn't put Becky over Sasha. I would make maybe maybe even. But Sasha's has had too many great matches that I took for her to, and then Becky hasn't had that many as Sasha. Sasha's has too many great matches for me to put Becky over Sasha. I don't, I, I don't want to say she's had too many great matches because the two of the, she's the the the, she hasn't really shined on the main roster. And when she was shining on the main roster, it was with Charlotte. Whose fault is it that? Was with, it was her with Charlotte. And Becky's whole feud with Alexa. It's not like Sasha hasn't had big matches with Nia on, on Raw and the Fatal Four Ways that she's had and the Gauntlet matches. She has always made matches better, Sasha. I can't um, say the same for Becky in a sense. I see she, she has great matches whenever too. Whenever you're highlighted like Sasha's, you motherfucking better. Yo. Becky was SmackDown Women's Champion and for how long? And she held the division down until Alexa came in and they needed a heel champion. And when that heel champion came, they gave it to Naomi because they needed a black woman's champion But did you ever see? Did you ever see Sasha, um, Becky have a classic match on SmackDown with anybody? Uh, no. Becky, I mean, Becky hasn't even... They don't have women matches on SmackDown. What are the, you talking the about? Few, bro, the first time... When was the last time we've had... A, a, a match on a female women's match on SmackDown, give us some time that meant something other than when Becky had the belt against Carmella and Alexa. 
There's that, matches every week. There's not that. matches every week that highlights women. That Selena and Selena and Lana is not a match that means something. That's not with two workers. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a five minute match. That's yeah. not anything. A dark match of Naomi and and Oscar against the Iconics. They had or Charlotte having, and Becky a couple weeks ago. Again, and that was a great match. Yes. No, and you just said when but, was the last Becky. Whenever Becky's but, in the ring, she performs. When it wasn't memorable, like you're not going to remember that match with her, Charlotte, like a year from now. You know, like I'm just telling you right now. Oh, and you're going to remember a match that Sasha did on Raw that yes. didn't involve anybody. The only match that she had, and, and she, that was a moment for her. I'm gonna say that she has. A, she's had well, play. let's give let's give SmackDown a gauntlet match and see if we can give all if right, we can highlight right, Becky. Right, so, nigga, so, like so, what I'm right, saying. So, so it's, don't blame Sasha for her being highlighted. Ain't nobody blaming you know? Sasha. What I'm saying is, as much as Sasha's been highlighted, she's still not Becky. All she's right. still not a good worker. Like my thing is, she's still not on par with what I'm saying. Like even Becky's talking is better to me. It's more authentic. It's more of Becky. Mm-hmm. It's it you know, her character is a pure fire baby face. That's more of Becky. I'm more believable with that. She has a legit friendship with Charlotte that shows on screen other than this smimy like what is Sasha? Are we gonna get Sasha from XT? Are we going to get babyface Sasha that sells merch and we don't know if we want to push her heels? Like, she's so in between that her character... None of that is her fault. All of that that. is her fault when I'm talking about ranking people in my personal record book. My personal record book of out of the four horsewomen (laughs) is Charlotte, Becky, Sasha. Okay. Sasha's three. All right. Mine's Charlotte, Sasha, Becky. And I guess we're just going to have to agree disagree. Um, But do you want to see Becky turn heel? I mean, it. I mean, it doesn't necessarily matter as as long as <coughs> Becky's putting something important. Becky can shine. When Becky was healing NXT, she was able to be. They she was be, whack in NXT as a heel. But that's because she's a pure baby face. Yeah. But when she wanted to do, when she worked as a heel. She, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a difference. No, a, Becky can wrestle. We like, all know niggas that. Is, that's, well, niggas that's undisputed. Is, but no, niggas is praise. Listen to all these podcasts. They're praising Randy Orton for that promo that we sat through. That was shitty. <laughs> it was shitty. He repeated himself 737 times. But as Randy Orton as a heel, it's, 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 it, it's because it's, it fits him, it works better. That doesn't mean it's fucking better. It wasn't written well. It's just... Randy Orton's more natural as a heel. It wasn't written well at all. He repeated himself like five times. But uh, it's I, literally and that and so when we're talking about like it, it get Randy not being able to improvise and get the like Randy's like, oh man, they're still cheering me. Like you got to be able to get on the boo. Seth mm-hmm. does that so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him an A, my G. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not calling Becky an A, but Sasha's kind of like an A minus. She's on think, the fringe of a think, B plus. Okay, you think that Seth is an A? Nigga, Seth, at the end of his career, we're talking about him as one of the greatest. At the wrestlers. end of his career, yes. Right now, I think he has a ways to go if you want to make him an A. Uh, in terms, he's a little bit more, and I'm saying he's a lot. He has a little bit more to go uh, in terms of A. In terms of his, I think. Uh, on the mic, he's okay. I think I think he can be better. He's better than most, but the bar is way higher. Like the you have people like the Miz, KO, Samoa Joe. Well, you got we're talking you, about Randy Orton. Seth Rollins is not one of those people. He, when I'm talking about, you're missing what I'm okay. saying. Randy Orton for 15 years 
has been Randy Orton. He's been, for 12 of them, a heel. He doesn't know how to make a crowd turn on him by now. The only thing we're popping for is a fucking RKO. We're not popping because of you, dog. Your matches are lethargic. You are a smooth worker, but you don't give us anything. So we're popping for a move. So by you coming out there to be like, okay, hey, Randy, you know, go out there and make him turn. The only thing you're going to go out there and say, each and every one of you. <laughs> it's an old school pro. And I even said, even though. But when Seth comes out and we pop for him because he comes back from his knee injury and he says, I wouldn't have made it out of you. And then he, t- like, instantly. Like, those guys have it when it comes to being on a mic. Miz is one of those guys that have it. He can he can make us cheer from mm-hmm. and turn them at the same time. You know what I mean? And some more Joe was his intensity. I don't think Miz can make people cheer from when he was a face. Nigga, we cheer. What are you talking? When you he was a face, we did not cheer. Fucking Miz, nigga. Were that you was a not, fail. Are you not? You're not paying attention to anything I'm saying. So listen, we were at SmackDown Live. When he read off his accomplishments, did we not fucking pop for this guy? All right, but listen, okay, so you realize what you're saying right now? You're saying Randy Orton. Well, you're a heel. You're, you're saying Randy to... Orton should make people boo him, but Miz is a heel and people cheer him. It's okay. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when they cheer him, he knows how to get them to boo. Miz is rattling off his bona fides to show that he is supposed to be on par okay. with Daniel Bryan. That's the part of his promo. Okay. I'm telling you, like, what the fuck you mean? I can't wrestle with Daniel Bryan. I'm a multi-time champion. I main event WrestleMania. I'm money in the bank. Yada, yada, yada. And we're like, yeah, Miz, we, we appreciate you as a worker. And then he says, shut the fuck up to us, pretty much. <laughs> and we're like, hey, don't talk to me like that. That's All what right, I, hear. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're Randy saying. goes out there and we're like, waiting on you to tell us to shut the fuck up, guy. Just uh-huh. a side note, because that, rem- that reminded me of uh, Velveteen. When people were cheering him when we were there at NXT. And then he said, what do you say to people? Tell them to said, shut up. shut up. <laughs> like, and then he said, you got, he, he, he called everybody fake. He, yeah, he, he was like, shut up. Don't cheer for me now. Don't cheer for me. This ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way. Yeah, Like, yeah. You, those guys, have, Rock has it. That's what makes, when you're talking about fringe guys of A and B and who can be an A side and a B side, and who's like that's the reason why we do know Alexa is a foil to to Ronda because she's a great heel. She's good on the mic. She can make us hate her. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, so Randy per se, it I just don't and and smoothness. He's super athletic, super like gifted when I, you know, watching him. But then again, he knows it, so that makes his matches lethargic. So he's like lazy. Super. Okay. I think that's what people have been saying about Randy for a while. And maybe I'm, it's hard for me to like just completely throw him in that lazy category because he's been doing it for so long. And for one Because he's been lazy for so long? <laughs> and at one point in time, you know, he was my favorite guy. You know, uh, he's had some really good matches in the past. Uh, I want to see him t- kick it up a notch. I think it's that time, you know, about that time. So we'll see what happens with Randy moving forward. I'm excited to see what happens with him. At least, at least he's a heel now. At least he's a heel now, and you know, we'll see what happens. We can debate on uh, where he goes from now. But yeah, that promo was trash. That promo was pretty trash. Um, uh, I'm gonna go to my worst written, by the way. Let's move on. My worst written is Cedric Alexander. 
because on 205 Live, they are not giving this guy anything. What are you talking about? They're not giving him anything. What, are they, what do you think they're giving Cedric Alexander on 205 Live? They gave him a promo on a YouTube channel. Yeah, WWE exclusive. And then he has to say, oh, well, Drew, Gal- Drew, Drew Gulak, you know, you can't beat me. And that's pretty much the essence of his promo. When well, I think, he? when I think, maybe he can't. That's not even the point. My, I think you had this guy, Drew Gulak, tap out three guys, Lucha House Party. That don't matter. That don't matter. The storyline should be, you can't tap me out because I am the, is he the heart or the soul? He's a soul. I am the soul of 205 Live, and I will not tap out. That should be the storyline, not just like, hey, I'm, you're another challenger, and guess what? You can't beat me. Like, that's not, there's nothing deep for Cedric, for us to, like, sink our teeth into with Cedric. And I love his performance. I love who he is in the ring. I think he means more. 205 is not an emotional, a 205 is a wrestler's show. But hey, at the same time, you do need to captivate people if you want people to watch. Like I'm not saying you, know should, you captivate saying, people. I'm, you merge them with NXT. I'm not saying it should be like what it used to be last year with fucking Enzo and everything that happened. And there was more of like a copy of the way they're doing things with Raw. I think it should not be a complete sport. But the reason why you see a Mustafa Ali um, feigning a, like a concussion and all that stuff is because you want to feel. They want you to feel for him. Now, they've not given, and that's great for Mustafa Ali. People are going to feel for him and connect with him. We have, have not had anything to connect with Cedric since that um, match with Okoto Bushi. And that's but what I mean. But do you not know the story of Cedric? This is the, this is the story. He was, he was not signed. Then let's go with that on TV. We don't, listen, that is what we got. That's what WrestleMania was. Nigga, they did not tell that story. That nigga, WrestleMania was like, oh, we're heart, and you're the soul of, of, of 205 Live. We're, they're, they're, the heart and soul are facing each other at WrestleMania. They could have been like, hey, this is a guy who was not signed, and made us really root for this guy. And they didn't, see, the, the thing about WWE that I have a problem with, and I think you get it twisted, like, I get it confused, because I don't mind the, that there are stories like I, and, and I get that there are stories that are to be told. My problem is that they have to show, like me and you are hardcore fans. We know more than the average fan. I can't sit here and watch a TV show and have to go and then go online and be like, oh, this guy once got hired by WWE because they chant, chanted for him. I want people to see that on screen so they can captiv- be captivated and be like, oh, wow, he's come a far, long way. I didn't know that he came far away, but he has, and I want him to win. I want to fuck with this guy because I see his storyline right from my eyes on TV. I can't have him just say one promo about oh, this guy's not going to beat me because I've seen that a million times in wrestling. I don't, I've, as a new viewer, if I see a guy say this other guy can't beat him, I'm like, and? Again, who's a new viewer at 10 o'clock at night? That's another Yo, there are plenty that's of people another, watching. To, uh, that There have, are not a plenty of people that are watching because that's why they moved it to the network. Like this is what I'm talking. Even, about. No, this here's is, the thing: the people talking about people, what, what I'm talking about people who are not familiar with Cedric. People have the network. People are like you know. Let me turn on two or five live now. They give it a chance and they're like, oh, oh, they're doing this. I'm out, and they check out. People who are wrestling fans are going to tune in to two or five live because they don't know these guys. Is there because there are wrestling fans that do not know anybody from two or five live, and they're going to check out because the champion is not given anything to make people care. 
You know, I doubt it. I don't. I don't believe that. Like you're again. Like everything is think. not film or where it has to be deep rooted. Because if you're a wrestling fan, again, you're a wrestling fan. We just went to May Young Classic. They have 32 women on there. Can we name four of them? Possibly, maybe four. But then what happens to the other 28? We have to go and do the research of who they are, where they came from, what they're doing, why they're even in this tournament, because they're good workers. So my thing is, if you have the network as a WWE fan and you're watching 205 Live, you've seen these characters before or these people before. And even if you have not, you don't necessarily need to have a storyline at this current time to see that, oh, that guy is the champion. And this guy has just been beating people to meet up with him. That's the essence of wrestling. And and now you can build it. This is a brand new storyline. They don't have they, they didn't they didn't necessarily have anything. Cedric had to get through Adele. Adele. He had to get through who else he defended his title against. Uh, that's another thing. 205 Live has to build up the undercard because they've been it's, it's so Mm-hmm. They don't matter. It's a bunch of mixed, the, the, mixed it, bag of. Um, so, so you have to put your you have to <laughs> put your writing into the people who are going to challenge the champion because the cha- the champion is already his. It's not so much the stories written. He just was on WrestleMania. Like, people seen him before. Why not? I, no, I'm complete, and I and I think there's there, there's a way you can do both. It's like it's not like. Um, Completely exclusive. Like you kind of do either build an undercard or build a champion. You can't do both. They are literally not showcasing their champion on this show. They literally just package all the Mexican people together by not telling us. Who, like you yes, can, that's a problem too. But that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that they're not putting in the effort because again, it's ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock on a on-demand streaming show that you know. Hey, are you gonna watch it? So basically, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. You shouldn't want, care. I shouldn't care so much about two five. I shouldn't want it to be a I better mean, show. No, I was not saying you shouldn't want it to be. But I'm letting you know the logic and why it's not a better show. You can't put it on Cedric and saying he's the. No, one. I'm not saying it's his fault. So don't say the worst word is, is Cedric. The worst word is two five live. My G. I, I, I said in particularly Cedric because he's a champion, and they're not showcasing him. How can you not showcase your champion? And then uh, you, but you want to throw we, them on. But you want to throw them on YouTube. Uh, and, did we not just watch Raw for the past six months? Uh, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so it's okay. It's not thing. a Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah. It's a Raw thing. It's not a Cedric Alexander thing. It's a two hundred five thing. Listen, when I say worst written, I'm not saying like whenever I talk. This guy's disclaimer. Whenever I'm talking about wrestlers, I'm not talking about them personally. Um, and, and unless I say this person did something wrong in the ring, or this person did something wrong with their performance, or the way they performed the promo was bad. But what I'm talking about writing in particular, whenever I say, oh, the Mexican New Day is the worst written or Cedric Alexander is the worst written. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why is it's not saying that they are, it's their fault. It's the writing team's fault for making these acts completely. So why we can't just say the worst written is the Cruiserweight Championship or uh, pitcher or the, like, what I'm Because I'm talking about a character. I'm talking about building a character in specific to Cedric Alexander. That I character's want, dropping the title, G. That's it doesn't matter. That's, that's my worst But that's the reason we why. We do a weekly show, right? So that's what I saw this week. And I was like, whoa, they really didn't. Really, show no, this guy no love, and I'm like, how are you not going to do that? So that's why this week it's my worst written. Because last week they invested in their champion. That's what I'm saying. Like, like every week is not going to be. Oh, somebody didn't watch last week, so let me revamp them on this Dude, week. Dude, nothing. Even because even the package they put on the fucking YouTube, they could have put on the show, and that package could have been better too. So that's all I'm trying to say is that they can do a better job with the champion on 205 Live. I don't think that's such a criminal thing to say. And Cedric is, happens to be the champion, I, and I think he deserves more. You can literally say about everybody. <laughs> well, that's what that's I chose that, this week. Oh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, so when it, that's that's the reason why it's not criminal. It's just what I'm saying is that I don't think necessarily he's written is written poorly. He's the he's the champ. It, it, Doesn't mean he's not written poorly. Yeah. I mean, the 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 champ is you just you just gave the high spot to Paul. Freaking aiming because of how they miraculously made you care about a fucking match that you don't give a fuck about. So, you yeah, know what's what I mean? Point? My point is, is that the, the the writing of it, you don't give it. You didn't. It's not necessarily Brock Lesnar that you said you gave your high spot to, or your high spot is not Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Feud or the title match or the champ like because it wasn't his segment. That's why I didn't give it to him. You know, it was it was Paul Heyman's segment. That's why I gave it to Paul Heyman. You know, um, but hey, we we can go back and forth on this all day. I, just, I think we, I just think I, maybe I do look at it from a, like a film aspect, and maybe I shouldn't care so much about the writing and how deep it is, but I do. And I think that reasons why people go to see shit like the fucking Avengers is because of the, you know, connection with the writing and who they are deep down inside rather than I'm going to beat you. You know, if I connect to Cedric in a deeper way, I'm, I'm going to look, tune into him and like check in for him. You know, I'm like, OK, man, uh, that guy, I wonder what he's doing that, you know, he's good in the ring. So he already got that part down. Like if they give him some writing and a good story, people are going to like, oh, let's check in for Cedric. Let's see what's going on. You know? I guess. Yeah. But let's go on to our um, best producer this week. Um, I, I'm i going to go with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, I'm just glad it came back, for one. And I think that Braun tipping the stage. And repetitive. Just, I know it's repetitive, but it, it works for Braun. I know it's repetitive, but I think... You have to because it doesn't the, work for this, Brown when you talk about worst written. Like, he's literally a fucking comedy act after being one of the most demonstrative. But here, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Not everybody could be on top at the same time. 
right now. So right now they need to to buy that buy their time with with the Braun Strowman. I believe that. Uh, Braun I love Str- how you're patient with this, but you're not patient with the champion. What are you talking about? I love how you're patient with the writing of how ludicrous Braun Strowman has been since WrestleMania, but you're not patient with Cedric Alexander and you want character. This is not character for Braun Strowman. It's been Braun the same Strowman. amount of times, WrestleMania. It's, it's just what I'm saying. You're, I love how you're patient with Braun Strowman. Like, let's, let's see this out. And no, Cedric is fucking champion. <laughs> Braun's going to become champion later down the line. I'm saying that with him... Um, since you dude. since you can't have him with the belt right this now, because any guy that's listen, think about it. Anybody that big, that strong, should always be champion. That's what I'm saying right now. That's so you gotta kind of you, you're forced to ride him into things that make him look domineering and dominant while he's not champion. So that's why I appreciate these segments because you're forced to write this guy so he looks strong throughout the entire time until. You have the time when he can be at the top. Not everybody can be at the top right now. When did Braun so, start flipping shit? A year ago? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll start flipping shit. <laughs> it's repetitive, my nigga. Like, it's, that's what he fucking does. He's broad. He flips shit. He breaks nigga, things. Nigga, if he's not down. flipping over a whole building by... <laughs> That's what he does. That's his gimmick, man. You got you got, And it's just he's just going to keep doing that. And it fits. It works. He's a big dude. <laughs> That's all you because like, no because you gotta say because he can't be a cane he can't no, he be an undertaker that's what he is because listen bro I love you dog right Brock was just there last week was you flipping over shit then my nigga <laughs> huh huh <laughs> was you flipping over shit then when Brock was in the same building as and you? there's no excuse because you know you got the briefcase back it's not like Kevin stole the briefcase you got it back and then you didn't cash in. Brock's around, yeah, you kind of look like a bitch. But, but as soon as Kevin Owens <laughs> want to host a TV show with Jinder Mahal, <laughs> you want to come in and be in a big black, I'm going to blow your straw house over, nigga. Get you, goddamn. <laughs> Yo, that's so funny. It's so true, though. It's sad, but true. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, I mean, uh, if, 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 if your best you know, produce was that, or you know, or if your best produce was that, then I, I mean, again, this is essentially this episode is not the CT show, but it is the CT show because majority of the things he has are from possibly raw, which is a show that I've told you at the beginning 47 minutes ago. I did not give two shits about. Okay. So yeah. he's going to rattle off rat tat tat tooey of things. <laughs> I've seen him. Don't get me wrong. Listen, it's not that it's I good. did. It's not that I, I'm, you know, it's not that I didn't watch the show. Again, and you, you guys are, you guys are our audience. You know, you, you literally probably have feelings of the same sentiments. Like, do you have three hours that you can dedicate to something that you're not getting paid to do? <laughs> like literally, can you find something else to do between the hours of eight and eleven on a Monday, then subject yourself to something that obviously, obviously, this is a television show, right? Like mm-hmm. wrestling is a television show. It's something we tune in a weekly episodic television show. They don't give us necessarily continuity to make us string us along to connect the storylines. And then the crash TV that we got accustomed to in the Adam 2 era, obviously you can't give it to us now. Mm-hmm. 
But with the roster being what it is and who you can highlight and the amount of times that we're having repetitive fucking matches, I don't care. I hear you. I, hear you. I don't. Preach. Matches that you watched on Raw this past week or two weeks ago or the week before that week can't remember really. are going to be the matches on SummerSlam. Finn versus Constable Corbin. Who gives a fuck? Seth versus Dolph Ziggler. Hopefully somebody can get Drew McIntyre the fuck away from the ring. So he can have a... Oh my God. Can this be... That's where Dean comes in. Can this be a last man standing match? Can this be a last have this match ever match again? (laughs) So real. (laughs) I mean... I am loving this rant right now. Brock and Roman <laughs> is going to give me again. Again. I, you see, as, as, you see, this is like, okay, how he looks at wrestling. It's like, it's like all right, what matches are we going to see? Oh, Kevin and Braun. Again. <laughs> it is again. Yeah. First of all, you go from a cage match to a regular fucking match. Yeah. But it's for the briefcase. Oh, get the bleep off. (laughs) Bleep off. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel you. Raw is about to give us the most shittiest half of a pay-per-view that we've seen in a long time, bro. No, I feel feel you completely. Um, it's, It's not very inventive. It's not very creative. They they need some work on raw with the writing staff. I'm not sure. Or I'm not sure if it's even writing staff. Maybe it's just people who are putting the programs together. I know they want to showcase certain wrestlers, but they can come up with a better way to showcase their wrestlers on raw than to do the repetitive shit they do every year around a certain time, where they just repeat matches over and over again. Sometimes it's SmackDown too, but it happens on Raw a lot more, where it's like matches just get repeated over and over and over again. And you're like, damn, there's no more creativity. Like, there's no more people on the roster. Just Gable. When, when the last time you seen Gable on this show, fucking show? Jason Jordan's healthy. Just, yeah, he hasn't debuted. Like, it's crazy that they choose to just. I'm not gonna say they're putting people down their throat, but like they no, it's don't. Not, it's just, they don't want to. What What are the biggest attributes that a lot of people? Excuse me. Um, what are the biggest attributes that a lot of people um, accredit Vince Russo is, is that he pretty much made it so that he gave everyone something. Mm-hmm. You know. Listen, bro. You know how the fuck I tune out from Raw? You give me a three-segment match of Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. Oh, speaking of Baron Corbin, uh, he's my character flashlight this week. But, go on. But that was bad. That wasn't a bad... It was a, it was a bad match. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad match. It was just too much of that it was match. three seconds. <laughs> and then, hold on, hold on. You're not just going to double down on me and give me Mojo Raleigh and Bobby Roode for two segments. <laughs> oh, God, that was bad. Yeah, that was not good. Back-to-back matches. <laughs> this is two plotty matches back-to-back. Oh, let's give me another Riot Squad, bugging Boston Hug Connection tag team that we literally just saw. <laughs> Last week. The only addition is like, hey, 
the person who the squad is named after is back. Yeah. Damn. When you break it down like that, the writing is pitiful. It's really pitiful. It's and like, what did we do last week? Okay. What did we do the week before that? Okay, we're going to use that as a template for what you're going to do this week. <laughs> it's just really shit. And what you're talking about, and again, man, you're talking about a television audience who don't give a fuck about shit in front of a TV no more. I mean, we do, but not at the same rate as, oh, this ain't catching my attention? Like, my need for stimuli yeah. is, like, egregiously un- unsatiable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need it. go from one thing to Bro, the other. Bro, commercials, click, yeah. click, click, click. Your like, attention span is real, real small. Because like yeah. my, it's not, and it's not even that. Because I can deep dive, but once I don't give a fuck, yeah, you, you, you're gone. Oh, you're it's, gone. A, it's, a, <laughs> it's a wrap. You guys should see him. My watching, old girls know. Watching Raw, <laughs> watching, watching a movie, watching even going fucking watch Man Classic. He's on his phone and shit. Like this guy, he's like, oh, I don't care. I'm out. You know what's next? <laughs> it's the funniest shit. <laughs> Where I'm, I'm like trying to like really pay attention. I'm really trying to like break everything down. I'm like staring at the screen or staring at the the ring. Like, okay, how's this gonna work? How what do I really think about? This? And I'll say some crazy deep shit that, and he's just looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so funny because like I'll be in that realm. Yeah. When I like, well, yeah, when you when, like it, when I like, when you it, like it, so you have your, you, and, you have and, your, and, and you I, can hit that trigger, yeah, where you're like, oh, okay, and bro, they, and what I'm telling you, raw ain't hitting no triggers, dog, <laughs> nigga, they firing pin is out, fam, and I know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about weapons, I'm a marine, I can break down in yeah. 16 my sleep, <laughs> that fire pin is missing, okay, when they say we're firing all cylinders, missing them all. <laughs> Is what they're doing. Every last one of them, they yeah. just missing them. And I'm, I'm and I don't want to be like contrarian or like um the guy who's making excuses for Raw and SmackDown, but I like legit watching it. And I try to find the best of the worst sometimes, you know. And you, do. Like, you know, you gotta just you gotta force yourself to find the best of the worst. You do. And um, oh, that's my high spot of the week. Even though you know they have it, they, I'm not sure if they have it in because I don't know these people, but. I have it in me to write this shit better. I know that people should be a little bit more creative, especially in today's day and age. And, you, you can't do formulas over and, and over. And one thing I do want to, and um, we are armchair quarterbacking, but mm-hmm. you know we are aspiring script writers and, and filmmakers and and uh, producers, and so we have a kind of idea of what we're not just people. Um, like, oh, they should do this. It's it's really an, an aesthetic of what we really would like to see and and how we would like the, it to be seen. Like, I do go into Avengers and I watch the movie and be like, eh, a little bit too much CGI there. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the ability to make it better yeah. is there. It's there. It's there. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, as good as, as it good is, as we, we still can see that. That that flaw, you know, and my and thing is for uh, 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 again for, for Marvel again that's about to make a billion dollars. Like mm-hmm. we are putting WWE in Marvel, like let's break this down a billion. You know, we're we're and we'll jump back and forth. We'll get into it. The business and logic of this, like WWE is Disney. It really is. It's global. It's global. It's for whole, the family. It's, it's a, a billion dollar billion profit. Dollars. Yeah, or you know, it's, uh, price it's, ticket. 
it's and they only and they only like employ like three hundred fifty or three hundred sixty people. I thought it was so much bigger, but they are raking it in. They're raking it in. But I, t- I mean, listening to Bruce and you know, um, you know, the things that go behind making television and writing and the cost of you know travel just for your crew and you know it. Listen. Even if you are having 350, 400 workers, the the word around town is that you have 30 writers. Uh That's true. You know what I mean? Uh And if it's not 30, let's just say you have, let's let's say it is 20, 15 to 20. You have 15 to 20 writers. That is legitimately. That's that's mad heads. That's too many. Yeah, I think it should be like 15. Yeah, it's a lot. It should be cut down to. Maybe five. And I know they got to have content creators Six. that go up the chain. And you know what I mean? And it, it because even, even like me and you, we, we write and we'll have our creative differences and, and shit like that. Um, and that's the thing. When you have such a big group, it's hard to come to like a, a um, consensus, a, a yes, general consensus. Of course. Uh, and that's why you have somebody like Vince who says, you know, fuck it. I'm making I'm, making I'm, not, I'm the consensus. <laughs> you know, bitch. Fuck it. I'm the consensus. This is what I think. So he just goes with what he wants and then. At the end, that essentially makes your writing staff, like, you know, Absolutely, pointless. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, you know? But um, they should really minimize the writing staff. They, and I know there's a lot of relationships involved and stuff like that, but the writing staff is too big. I'm not sure how they do it. I'm not sure what people, how many people are designated to each show or, or to what. But if it's 30, that's so many people. I'll, I'll, so many ideas. And then you give them more power. It, with more people, you have less power to... To talk and be influential, make it a small group of people, and then you guys can. I'm, maybe that's how it used to be back in the day. But it's well, hard. I mean, again, too, like I, I don't know what the idea of how they're trying to present themselves. You know, of course, they're television shows. So they have television writers. They have. They're you know, they it's sports entertainment. So I'm pretty sure they have sports content. You know, c- curators or whatever the case may be. Uh, 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 it just. Raw is my worst written. Okay. How SmackDown was my best written last week. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I'm saying that, or I don't want to say Raw's, I would say, I don't want to say WWE as a whole is written badly because SmackDown does have its really good moments. But mm-hmm. again, Randy to me wasn't written well. Um, the, 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 I know we wanted to add layers to AJ Styles, but you don't write in the fact that, you know, Samoa Joe kind of comes out there as family, per se. Mm-hmm. You can still make it a violent, intimate, you know, really about a, a, a core value match without, you know, your wife is going to be rooting for me. Your kids is going to wait for daddy to come home. Like, nigga, I've been wrestling 15 <laughs> years, nigga. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> Uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean, know, they do, but don't get me wrong, but, but yeah. But, but you, you as a, um, somebody who's deep in this shit, can see AJ and be like, yeah, they, they don't care. You know, but somebody who's like watches that, that doesn't know that as much as about AJ is like, oh, and especially, if, especially like, I bet you like, if Millie heard that line, she'd be like, oh my God, he might be right. You know, like Millie would be like, would would care that this guy's calling this guy's family out. Yeah, you know, as so I I know I know it's maybe be cheap bringing making it personal because like, it doesn't have to be, but I do think there is um 
something they're hitting another gear. To no, go, uh, of feud. course. Uh, but again, when we're in, and that game might be nitpicking on my part mm-hmm. uh, or breaking things down, me being uh, deep diving. And that's on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just, you know, um, that, and, and I'm just picking that one yeah. out, you know, but I think it didn't have to be written into that. Uh-huh. If they wanted to hit that note that yeah. you, that you talk about, I, I think it could have been written differently. Um, I, I do like Becky and Charlotte's, uh, I love how that's being written. Uh-huh. I can't knock that, but you know, the writing for the Iconics could have been a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, the producing or the writing of the Miz and Dan Bryan segments of how Dan Bryan literally yesterday or the, he, uh, b- b- it was the day before I want to say SmackDown where he said he's not accepting the challenge, and then on YouTube he accepts the challenge. Yeah, that's my like, worst produced segment this week, actually. Right, so like um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's h- how is this? And and that's and people love. I mean, you know, that's script writing though. That's script, that's script yeah. writing and that's positioning of where that's yeah. going to go. So especially because Miz was on set last week, Miz is on set this week. But somehow Daniel Bryan's on set with him, like you know. It, so I think the way they're producing it and writing it, it's just um, was a mess. I think they perform it. That's the thing about the wrestlers. Like Miss is performing a, on an A plus level. Daniel Bryan's performing on an A plus level. But when you push them into this box, we're like, all right, we're gonna do the same shit we did last week with the Miz, but this time Daniel Bryan's gonna be here and he's gonna punch him. That's not. That's not inventive. That's not smart. That's not any helping anybody out. Like MLW shoots at a hotel. They do a pre-tape title, and I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, but I think Court mentioned it before on the Steve Austin podcast. We shoot at a hotel. I won't give the location of the hotel, but we shoot at a hotel, and we I know things may look the same, but we try to always make it look different. Yeah. And if it doesn't look different because we shoot them in such a broke time period, we position them differently so... You forget about that yeah. scene the next time you see yeah. it. You know what I mean? Miz and Daniel Bryant placement could have been. They could have shot a vignette really sequence, like you, you know, with like yeah, yeah. They could have. They could have literally shot that behind the. They could have shot that backstage at a venue. That they both of them were at, like, and, and yeah. they, they could have shot it out of venue. Both of them backstage were the missing. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming out to the ring to talk mm-hmm. to these people. Mind you, there should be guys with cameras following him if he's doing his show. You know, have him. You know, kind of like they did with Elias. This week, exactly. You know, but don't put him in the same spot. But this time, Daniel Bryan. It just it, it's a it was a plot hole. It was a misstep, and then it was produced the same way as produced last week. But now Daniel Bryan found him somehow. But the Miz is not supposed to be there. But he didn't come out, and we were we were at the at the um at the arena, the, um, the Amway Center here in Orlando for that show. We were there. So me, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm a little salty because I didn't get to see them outside at the in the ring at all. Um, but also, um, it's not. But beyond that, it still is a copy and paste situation, and it wasn't a. And Miz just accepted it, even though he did not decline it last week. He just copy and paste, but now you're going to accept it, and Dan Bryan is going to is going to find you. It's just they deserve better than that, you know. I mean, so yeah, um, so I mean, how we bounce back and forth and combine our best written with our, mm-hmm. I mean, our worst written with our worst produced. Yeah. Um, you know, so we can, you know, I don't, if you want to tie a bow on that, did you have yeah, yeah, that's specifically it like like yeah. I, um, oh wait, also one thing with worst produced. I, um, real quick, on Raw, how is Leisha Fox in the fucking main event? 
and she doesn't get her entrance music playing her to the ring. She comes out with Alexa Bliss, and Alexa Bliss's entrance music plays. Alexa Bliss cuts cuts a promo with Alicia Fox there, pretty much. But get, at least give her her own separate entrance because this you don't. I don't think ever again Alicia Fox is gonna main event a Raw. So give her that moment. Give her that moment to have her music play here as the last you know one of the, the last match on the card uh, before we uh, go home. Instead, she comes out to this little white girl's music who, you know, it just was a bad and taste. And her hair's back to being trash. So. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. t- I mean, literally, Raw can take you one week, repeat it the next week, and it is completely different shit. You yeah. know how people would say, same shit, different toilet? Yeah. Or, 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 what is it? Uh, the, uh, yeah, same shit, different yeah, toilet. you said it. <laughs> it's the same shit, same toilet, my G. <laughs> Like, that is it. It is the same stool. <laughs> uh, Raw, we're praying for you, man. We're praying for you, so. <laughs> Nigga, <Yeah>. no, we not. <laughs> My prayers are going to something else. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> right. um, next, our next segment, because I think we're houring. Uh, my oh, next shit. segment is um, uh, our character flashlight. Uh, like you said, your character flashlight is Baron Corbin. Let me hear this track. <laughs> I knew it. I was waiting for it. Yo, we really are like fucking skipping Stephen A. Honestly, because Baron. <laughs> you can't get through it. Okay. Because you're about listen, to say listen. Baron Corbin improved. Ben, what, nigga? Ben this Corbin. best selection, nigga? Listen to me. Like. Baron Corman is like the quintessential um, underachiever, you know? And so from where he's been, <laughs> so what he's been, so where he's been with the like, you know, on SmackDown, he had money in the bank, he, he cashed in, he lost. It kind of made him dead in the water as a character, as, you know, so even if he has skills, which he does have skills in the ring, and he's been great in the ring, I think he's getting better and better. Um, I think this Constable ca- character works I really think it's better than what he was doing. And I'm not saying it's the best thing he could be doing, but for what he's doing right now, it works. And I think there's there's things you can add to his character with him being an authority figure. I think there's things that can uh, play off of it once he leaves the constable role with having a relationship with um, Stephanie McMahon. There's now um, an authority type of relationship that he's been with, like around her and her, her side, you know, and building with that continuity, he's now like a kind of a, uh, how you say, a a pet of theirs or like one of their favorites, the chosen one, Baron Corbin. And so I think that add layers to his character. I think it, he's been performing very well in the ring. He's kind of like this smuggy guy who is big and should kick everybody, be able to kick everybody's ass, but he's just not as good as everybody else. So he's an underachiever and he's now has this authority figure uh, role to hold over people anyways. So I, I think it's um, a good fit for him. So that's all I'd say. I, I don't have any. That is it, and that Chris is it. Chris was um, texting on his phone this entire time with me talking, just so you guys know. See, this is what I'm saying. So it's real life. He really does not give a fuck about Baron Corbin. <laughs> so, and I get it, but like you, the the you could get my you could have my hear my point. You know? Bro, I can multitask, and everything you said was womp 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 about Baron Corbin. No, bro, I don't have any comment on Baron Corbin. I don't care. He's an underachiever. Why? 
because he reached his goal to get to the WWE, and then um, management kind of was like, you know what, we like you, not we don't like you. Um, you're not showing us what we need for you to show, so we can't put any faith behind you. That's pretty much what I see. As the, I mean, you can't say that the roster is so stacked because they can really use pushing somebody else. They can really use making a new star, making a new character, mm-hmm. making a new like Baron. Just it's this it's the Finn thing. Like I think that's why we're paired together. Like hey, we both gave you niggas a run and y'all fucked it up on us. So there you go, you're paired together. And guess what? I don't give a fuck about neither one of the two. That's sad. That's very depressing. And it's back-to-back Because you're, you're, you're talking about Baron Corbin and Finn who... And NXT. It's back-to-back SummerSlams. They're back-to-back SummerSlams. I bo- they both sh- shit... Like, Finn hurt herself in the first one. And then the very next one, Baron is having a match with Cena that nobody cared about. Yeah. So, I mean, and then they culminate, so now they're one for one. Bad SummerSlams, and they're equaling. They got to so, face each other. See, <laughs> <laughs> comes out on top. They're Johnny and some muscle challenge. Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. It's just the same. It's the same exact thing as the muscle chopper and Johnny Gargano. One shitty SummerSlam versus one shitty SummerSlam. Somebody got to have a non-shitty SummerSlam, Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah. God. That's why I, I. That's why I text, man. Because like, where's Barry Corbin? Barry Corbin. My character flash like um from week. To, from, from, what? Like, go ahead, go ahead. You kind of flash Corbin. Um, my my uh, character's flashlight is um, going to be on a person. That necessarily is not on television a ton, um, but I, I still appreciate. Actually, they are on television a lot. Um, Who the fuck is it? It's Lana. Okay. Uh, just because <laughs> you want to talk about somebody that's a over a underachiever in Baron Corbin, let's talk about somebody that's an overachiever. All right. Uh, your girl, Millie, she loves Toe Divas. She's on a season where they literally told her that she would never be a wrestler. And okay. guess what she's doing? She wrestling. So fuck you, bitches. <laughs> okay? And I love you, Naya, but you was one of the big proponents that said she wouldn't make it. Well, Haterade. What she says, like, you don't have to be a wrestler. Haterade. Because yeah. <laughs> she's so, you know, pretty and she has a, a role. People love her already. He's just like, you're making money as Rusev's, you know, sidearm. You don't need to wrestle. You know, I mean, listen, Nia Jax could have been an eye model, my nigga. Her eyes are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You put some... You Nia could be one of these makeup bitches fucking models. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can say that about it. You know, like, let's... The, and that's the reason why I'm giving her this flashlight is because... Now, Selena's not the best worker in the world, but Selena's a worker. Zelina. Selena. Zelina. <laughs> Selena Vega. Fuck her, Selena. Only here, it's calling her Selena. Listen, dog. Selena. That's why I think when I hear Selena. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why. That's why. Yo, listen. My pet peeve about Selena, Selena, is that my man is Mexican and she's Puerto Rican, and they're like. 
views in this, like it's okay. Like they oh, yeah, don't know the yeah, world yeah. that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're two Hispanic Latino. Wait, uh, you did yeah, it together. <laughs> But yo, but it worked <laughs> though. So that's why she's Selena, my nigga. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh god! Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, nah, Lana is um, has vastly improved, and just the the um, I don't know what it what it takes to be a wrestler. I know it takes. A tremendous, a tremendous, a tremendous amount of dedication, uh-huh. uh, preparation. You're putting your body through unnatural circumstances. And like they were saying, you don't have to put your body through this, Lana. Like, your husband does it enough. And she's like, no, whatever my husband can do, I can do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Women, yeah. you know, evolution, yeah. revolution, and I know, equality. I respect completely. I, but her, I'm not going to say her, a bad thing about Lana. Never. No, no, she, and but that's what I'm saying. Like, Lana, like... She can be the Trish Stratus of this generation, as far as and yes, I'm not giving. Yes, she really can. Like I think that she's pretty, and I think that she can learn to wrestle. I don't think she has what it takes nigga, to be Trish. Trish get out of here, Trish. Levels, Trish um, was only levels because we put her in that position of being hot, and the internet blew her up. You dropped the you dropped the Russian accent. You don't follow you don't follow CJ Perry on Instagram, but I do. Okay, follow her on Snapchat. Good enough, so you know <laughs> that she could be a star no, in this absolutely. capacity. She's blonde. She's beautiful. One of the prettiest, most stunning women on the roster. And Lana is just, you know, forget it. I mean, I stop, you know, going on about Lana. But, like, I just don't think her in-ring ability matches Trish. Nigga, neither did Trish's in-ring ability until Trish did it. But, I mean, I mean uh, she could, but, like, he has, but I don't think he has that potential. N- I think her ceiling is nigga, lower. Nigga, nobody knew that Trish was, what are you talking about? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Yeah, I could, be, go, I could eat my shoe bro, one day. You, you know? I want you to not eat your shoe. I want you to just go back and watch Trish's first couple matches. And look how god-awful they were. It's just repetition. Yeah. Like, that's why Ronda and Alicia Fox match look kind of disjointed because some people from the house shows are saying that she was doing stuff that she didn't practice. Oh. Like, like wrestling is real. It's a choreographed dance, my G. Like, you know that. Yeah. And if you're not, if you ain't never danced before, you're not going to be. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's repetition. Absolutely. So long there, there are naturals. And I think that. Trish, Trish was, had the ability to pick it up faster. Trish was a model, and she had this. The reason why I said it is because Trish and Lana shows the same, like, I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to be kissing Vince McMahon. No, they definitely my have that fire, and, and I respect it. Like, I really don't mean to be down Lana. Like, Trish wrestled and, and got Trish. as good as she was because she got tired of kissing Vince. Once she started being a wrestler, she <laughs> never was in a program with Vince again. You know, like th- that, like you have your type of motivations that push you to be mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Rocky Maivia was the blue chipper with some floppy hair and Polynesian gear. That's true. So you just gotta you gotta weigh it out. And I think when it comes to like when we're Lana's saying, been around for a while. Lana has not been around wrestling for a while. Not wrestling for a while. Yeah, but 
Okay, okay. And that's I'll what get, I mean. So, so she's been But, a, but so, are, are these like just showcasing matches? Showcasing match? who, nigga? They, it was her and Zelina. Like, who, who's being Is it showcased? like a cookie? Like, you're just giving her, throwing her a bone? Or, you know, I'm, or is nigga, like she had three championship matches. Like, where? No, this. Oh, she's in a roster, you're saying. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Dude, we watched Total Divas, dog. The yeah. girls were matched. Her first three matches, those were the bones, my guy. Okay. Like, and then the producer's coming back like, hey, you're not what we're working on. She's like, fuck that. I live in Orlando. Or, you know, I, you know, we go. Orlando's home. I'm a train. My husband's a wrestler. I'm a train. Like, all these women. Like, Mickey James is Nick Aldis' wife. Uh, you know, um, Charlotte Flair. Um, I mean, let's not go into her past. You know, her husband or ex-husband. You know, but women that tend to have those people with them tend to be good workers. But Mickey over time. was a great worker before she even met her husband. But what I'm saying is that okay, but when she came, did you know Mickey James was as good of a so worker when probably she probably Charlotte? I mean, she probably. I'm not going to attribute that to their husband at all. I'm attributing that to their husband because when you Nick, Brandy Rhodes, my nigga. Yeah, and. Wrestling because not be, you were talking about that drive to wrestle. That's all you're talking about. I'm, that's their skill. Your skill is not sexually transmitted. Paige and I mean AJ told okay, us that. Already. I don't think because like Mickey James was wrestling. Before what I'm Nick. saying is Mickey James was wrestling before Nick. But again, Nikki Mickey got back into wrestling because she married Nick. Is what I'm saying. Niggas pop out babies and not just like oh I'm gonna go back and wrestle. She was a mom. She wasn't on the indie scene. She got called back and got whipped into shape because her husband was able to get her back in shape because he doesn't have any ring rust because he's wrestling. Oh, Lana, you want to work on some moves with me in a room? Uh-huh. You want to practice a headlock like how Natty and fucking TJ does it? No, I think that absolutely they are more influenced and absorb the culture because they're with their man. and Naomi? You know, Naomi, they met in wrestling. You know, like, this is what I'm saying. When you have someone in your line of work, when you're not as good as that person, it seems to kind of elevate you to be there. Okay. I, okay, we'll see. It, you know what I mean? If I had a writer for a girl and she wrote more than I did, more noticeably than I am, it would... Rub off on you. No shit! Okay. All right, I'm trying to understand where you're going with it. Um... I think that it could rub off on Lana. Absolutely. You derailed me because you keep just want to shit on Lana. No, I'm not thinking she got. I'm I'm, I'm not shitting on Lana. You said she's not going to. She doesn't have potential for Trish to be Trish Stratus. And you didn't know that Trish Stratus had potential. So don't do it. All right. Well, I may be wrong, guys. So um, we'll see. Uh, A good character flashlight, Lana. That's good. You want to do Booking Black real quick, or you want to just wrap I mean, it up? Who's your Booking Black? That's Titus, Titus O'Neil. Ah, oh, fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> and with that said, it's, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap on the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on all our medias of socialness. RW Podcast One Twitter. <laughs> you want to waste more of my time? And I just said, I don't have time to waste. And you gonna tell me Titus O'Neil? We that's our that's one of our favorite segments. That's our, it it's one moment. of our favorite segments, and we're gonna waste it on Titus 
He's black, and he he was a. Uh, you're talking about his uh, <laughs> his his back to school, you know, boot bags and stuff. And I'm like, with that, I was thinking maybe maybe just maybe we could talk about how that can um, evolve his character. Man, you know? we talked about that already. On and obvi- obviously, you see what they're gonna do with him. <sighs> they're gonna keep him in a suit. And where would you take him if you were to book him? All right. I mean, my thing is, is that Titus is way past his prime, my G. Like, what, what are we doing? What are we, yeah. what, what are we doing? He's way past his prime. We about to book Titus into doing what, nigga? Being an agent? That's the fuck you should be doing. Overseeing black people coming to the business. That's what Titus should be doing. Hey, nigga, don't get suspended by Vince by motherfucking being a nigga, okay? Oh, my God. The realest podcast, for real. <laughs> Yo. You want to do a segment on Titus on them? No, nigga, I want to go to sleep. It's 1230. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh-huh. Yo, right. thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Uh, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. I am the most high. That's your guy, CT Shitty Bang. Yo, God. Yo, and uh, thank you for this this crazy shit that we do, man. We appreciate the listens. We appreciate the follows. We appreciate thank the you. comments. Um, yeah. See you next week. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.